One of the most alarming things that I learned from this project was that the dealers really think they're doing better than they are. You know, the industry statistic says that they sell between eight and 10%. And when asked, dealers and service managers think that they more likely have a 30 to 40% market share. Welcome to the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast with Ted Ings, sponsored by BG Products. Be good to your customers with BG. Hello, everyone. I'm Gene Girdley, and I produce and direct the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast and virtual events. The Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast is your source for automotive industry leaders, innovators, and top performers, providing you with the latest ideas, technology, customer trends, and performance improvement strategies. And now, here's Ted Ings. Hey, David Boyle is a great friend of the Fixed Ops Roundtable. He's the president and CEO of Tire Profiles. And uh, David, great to have you back. And uh, here we are again, another Fixed Ops Roundtable. Ted, thank you. Um, we've uh, we've done this a few times now, haven't we? Thank you for all your support. And, you know, we've learned a whole lot about uh, tires and the industry and uh, just some of the stuff, the stuff that you bring to the table is just, you know, really, really unique. So appreciate all that you do for our industry. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, I don't know if I'm, I'm, I'm the self-proclaimed tire technology expert, but uh, I'm going to steal what Gene said. That's going to be my new tagline. So uh, um, if I'm nothing else. I'm a self-promoter. So there you go. You know, I've heard you say at many of the fixed ops roundtable events, that dealers have only a, sh a small share. I think you said eight percent of the tire replacement market. And um, is first of all, is that accurate? And what's the biggest thing that dealers can do to make that number better? Well, it is accurate, Ted, and it's been that way for decades. I mean, it's improved slightly over the last few years, but I mean, that's not a number that I made up. It's not a number that Tire Profiles made up. I mean, that's an industry statistic that is published every year by the tire manufacturing industry. And it basically tracks, you know, the distribution channel and where tires go and they know where they get sold from. And, and uh, you know, it, it tracks who are the major, you know, resellers of, of tire replacement. And it's, it's things like car dealers, obviously, but the big box retailers like, like Walmart and, and Sam's club and Costco. And, and then obviously all the tire chains like Monroe and, Firestone and Goodyear and all those guys that do all that that stuff as well, Meineke and even the oil change guys are are in it now. You know, Jiffy Lube and and uh, Valvoline and a lot of the, those guys are in the business now in some fashion. And and uh, it seems like everybody's selling tires right now, um, and everybody's growing market share except the dealers, and that's the frustrating part. And you know, when I, it's hard for me to say what's the biggest thing for dealers to improve. And if I had to put a, my thumb on one thing, and I'll say this with a, a great risk of alienating all my dealer friends out there. The biggest problem, quite frankly, is the dealers themselves. Um, let me tell you what I mean by that. We we did a research project recently, just a couple of weeks ago, actually. We subcontracted with an outside firm to do a research project for us to gain some additional insight into into the industry and what dealers are thinking about tires. And, and um, one of the most alarming things that I learned from this project was that the dealers really think they're doing better than they are. You know, the industry statistic says that they sell between eight and 10%. And when asked, dealers and service managers think that they more likely have a 30 to 40% market share. Uh, so there's a massive disconnect there, quite frankly, in terms of what reality is. 
And, you know, if they want to get serious about this, they've got to come to grips with that reality and they've got to realize that they're not doing a very good job when it comes to selling tires. And, you know, all of the excuses around, you know, things like, you know, they don't make any money and all that stuff. That's all understandable. I, I get it. And it's, it is the reality of that business, but it is a big opportunity for them. And it's a big piece of what is their business today. And will be even a bigger piece of what will be their business in the future. So if I, if I had to say one thing, it would be dealer service managers really need to take a step back and say, you know, what's, what's the bar? What should I be doing here? And am I really doing as well as I think I am? And part of that's been, you know, they've been a bit misled by, the OEs, you know, it's uh, I hear every day when I talk to dealers, well, I'm number one in my region. Well, OK, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, I mean, um, you know, being the best of the worst sometimes doesn't mean much. And I think that's that's part of the problem is that we don't really know how to accurately measure ourselves. And what dealers need to realize is their competition when it comes to tires is not themselves or the dealers. It's it's these other guys down the street. It's all those tire shops all around them. Uh, that are uh, that are poaching their customers and, and selling tires to to their customers. So, you know, the, the it it really is a mindset is the biggest thing. And if dealers finally do wrap their arms around this, I think I mentioned this at one of my one of the previous roundtables. I have a good friend of mine who used to <clears throat> be the CEO of one of the large largest aftermarket retailers, and I was having dinner with him one day and I said to him, you know, what's your biggest concern? And, you know, he's in the tire business. That's what he does. And they sell, you know, millions of tires a year. And when I asked him what keeps him up at night, he didn't even blink. And he said, it's the dealers. Uh, and I was shocked by that. And when I asked him why he said, look, you know, they're, they're not in it yet. They don't really care. They're not getting it. They're not really taking it seriously. And when they do, they'll put a lot of us out of business. Um, because they've got more money to spend marketing, advertising. They've got better people. They've got better facilities. They've got, you know, all of that stuff. And um, yeah, I thought that was an interesting and very enlightened view of it. I just wish the dealers got that, got it that way. I have heard you say things that tires are the new oil change. Um, what do you mean by that, Dave? Well, I think there needs to be something. And, you know, for me to say tires is the new oil change, a little self-serving when I'm in the tire business, but I don't really know what else it's going to be, but it needs to be something other than the oil change, you know, for, I mean, when, when, you know, when, when I started in this business years and years ago, you know, it was all around oil changes were the trigger for maintenance. You know, we were shifting from, you know, heavy warranty to, to, to more, you know, customer pay and, and, and maintenance and, and light repair type work. And the oil change was fashioned as the trigger for the visit. You know, that was the reason that we invited the customer in every 3,000 miles, every 5,000 miles. And that's changed, obviously. Um, they don't often come in on a regular schedule like that anymore. In most cases, you know, it's these oil life indicators that, that come on based on miles and, 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 and how the customer drives the vehicle. Um, but my biggest fear for the industry is that when there is no oil in the car and there's no oil to change, then what are we going to do? Um, you know, we need to come up with another reason to have that customer come back in, um, because when the oil change goes away and make no mistake, it's going away in terms of volume now. And, you know, if, and when EV vehicles have, you know, a greater market share for, at least for those vehicles, it's going to go away altogether. So what, what is it that dealers are going to do to have the customer come back in? And, and I believe that, 
a tire inspection can be that reason. You know, when you when you think about cars nowadays, and especially when you look at a Tesla and you look at at some of those um, at, at some of those EV vehicles, there was a study that I quoted at one of the last roundtables that talked about um, a long, a, a high mileage sort of a, a test mule that Tesla had had four hundred thousand miles on it or something, and um, the, the the list of maintenance and repairs was was startling. You know, it, it it did have some failures. I think there was an air conditioning um, pump that needed to be replaced. I think there was a seat problem under warranty at one point. Um, but in the first hundred thousand miles, there was over seven sets of tires put on the car, and they're heavy, um, they're very torquey, and they go through tires like crazy. And you know, that was really the only repairs that were done to this vehicle. If we don't have some ability to to you know have that customer as the dealer's customer, then I think the dealers are at great risk. And I think that there's an opportunity there to create a visit just around a free tire inspection. Just bring your car in, we'll inspect it. It will likely be next to gasoline once, you know, especially with even more so with EV vehicles, it will be the largest single expenditure in terms of cost of ownership that the customer will have. Um, and because of that, the dealer should take the position of let me help you manage that to get to maximize the benefit that you get out of your tires. Let me come in and do a tire inspection. Let me do an alignment inspection. Let me make sure your tires are wearing properly and let me make sure your tires are safe. I think that can become the reason to have the customer come on the lot uh, for a service visit. And then all the other things like the multi-point inspections and whatnot can 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 kick in from there and, and the dealers can um, can find some work to do. Dave, how about alignments? Um, you've said it's a big opportunity. I, I know it's a big opportunity. Um, how big is that opportunity for dealers? It's probably the biggest one they have, to be honest with you. Uh, I know I talk a lot about tires, but you know, the alignment rack is probably the most poorly utilized piece of equipment that the dealer owns. Um, and a good dealer, a big, a, a decent size, even an average size dealer probably should have multiple alignment racks, two, three in some cases, because the opportunity is there. Um, it is for sure the most underutilized piece of equipment that they have and maybe one of the most expensive pieces of equipment that they buy. Part of the problem is, Ted, that they, dealers traditionally have sort of looked at utilization backwards. You've heard me say this before on, on previous roundtables that we tend to fill to capacity. You know, we, we, we believe that our bucket is a certain size and we, we, we fill it up until it, it's full, right? And the bucket in this case is how many alignment racks do I have and how many alignment techs do I have and how many can I do a day? And I sell to that volume. It doesn't take into consideration what the potential is. If you knew that your potential was double of that, triple that, particularly in a very high margin operation like an alignment, wouldn't you do something about it? You know, um, and that's part of the problem is that the dealers have really never understood what the size of the bucket is. Um, but forget that. Even the even the one you know what, what they currently do today is horribly underutilized. Uh, I go into dealerships every day and, you know, I see alignment racks being used as open bays. I see alignment racks with cars on them doing, doing a warranty repair. And I mean, there probably isn't any nicer piece of customer pay gross margin than an alignment. I mean, it's all labor and, and high margin. And um, 
and, and, and it really needs to be a, a piece of equipment that's managed accordingly. And, and it's what, we, you know, I, I believe that, you know, dealers need to really understand the size of the opportunity. And, and, you know, fortunately for us, we've been able to provide dealers some of that information, which is part of our value proposition. Um, you know, Ted, we've, we've scanned with our stuff now almost 27 million cars uh, in the last eight years that we've been in business. It's a staggering, you know, number of vehicles. And we're probably the only people in the industry that have data on this, like this, at this volume. And, you know, unequivocally, I can tell you that 36 to 38% of the vehicles in the service drive need an alignment. Um, so what I tell dealers all the time is just multiply your car count every day by, you know, 35, 36%. That'll tell you how many alignments you need to be doing. And if you're not doing that amount, then there's, there's, you know, undercapitalized opportunity. Um, and it's a high margin thing too, that's undercapitalized. So, um, Dealers need to take the, you know, especially in today's world and today's time. I mean, times are tough out there still. I mean, we don't have cars to sell and, you know, we're making a lot of money on the ones that we do, but lots are bare. And, and um, you know, no, no matter what you listen to, I think we're headed to some sort of a recession at some point in our future and, and, and things are not going to get any better. And dealers need to be looking for every opportunity they can to make as much money as they can. And this is the easiest thing. These are customers. Listen, you don't need any more people. You don't need any more equipment. You just need to, you just need to capitalize on this work that's there in your drive every day. These are people that are coming in that need something that you're not catching and are driving away. Um, and, you know, I think if dealers just focused on this one little piece, it's a really quick path to some big, big profitability increases. I agree with you 100%. Um, Dave, you've been in the business for a long, long time, and I have a, a question that's a, a non-tire-related question. Uh, what are your thoughts on the looming technician shortage uh, in our industry? Well, it's real, um, for sure. Um, you know, I mentioned that research project that I did. Uh, we did recently here. Um, it was all through that research project when we asked dealers and service managers and service directors alike, you know, what was their biggest concern in the industry? I mean, overwhelmingly, everyone said technicians, 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 I can't get enough technicians. You know, it's, it's a problem. Um, and it's been a problem for years. Uh, this isn't new. This is something that's been sort of steamrolling towards us. Um, I do believe there's a silver lining in this, though, Ted, I do. I, I believe that as our industry continues to evolve, we're headed in a direction where, you know, when I started in this business years ago, there was A, B, and C techs. I think we're headed into an area where you're going to need a handful of A plus techs and a whole bunch of C techs, because that's the, where the work, that's how the work is shifting out. And the C techs are the ones that these guys need to recruit differently. They need to, dealers need to actively recruit from the guys that are in the tire business. Go, go recruit technicians from, Walmart from the, the tire shops down the street. You know, dealers have so much more to offer benefits, better working conditions, um, you know, all that stuff. You know, that's where they need to re recruit, you know, and, and, and I think that, that, you know, not having enough technicians to fix the high technology stuff, that's real. Um, and it's something that the industry needs to address. But the other side of this is all that other work that I talk about every day, the tires and all that stuff that will keep the dealers afloat. Those techs are available. Um, we just got to look in the right places for them. There's hundreds of thousands of them out there working in less than desirable places that dealers need to go after. 
um, and recruit some of those folks to come to work for them. And I think at least that solves half the problem. David Boyle, the president and CEO of Tire Profiles, the tire king, <laughs> here today and the best in the business here today at the Fix Stops Roundtable. Thank you so much, David. Thanks, Ted. Appreciate you as always. Thank you for letting me do this. Uh, it's been fun. I like this format rather than me sitting here just preaching. I love just sitting here chatting with you. We don't do this often enough. It's been fun, my friend. Thank you. Yep. Thanks for joining us on the Fixed Ops Roundtable podcast with Ted Ings. Sponsored by BG Products. Help your customers be good for life with the Lifetime BG Protection Plan. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast or any of our Fixed Ops Roundtable events, or if you'd like sponsorship information, reach out to Ted Ings at area code 212-763-0016. That's 212-763-0016. 212-763-0016. On behalf of Ted Ings and everyone at the Fixed Ops Roundtable, I'm Gene Girdley. Thanks for listening.